world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land of freedom for God, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. 11 years, Anthony. 11 years we're doing this. Could you imagine? It's amazing. So, you know, I'm old enough to remember when we kind of marginally had three branches of government in our republic. You remember those days? I, vaguely. So the Supreme Court's not voting the way we like it. So at the federal level, we're going to stack the Supreme Court. <laughs> At New Jersey, we have an even better one. Yeah. There's a bill, A577, right now. It was tabled last uh, week because of so much uh, pressure from some Republicans, a few Democrats, and some business owners, as well as some um, government oversight uh, organizations. So Phil Murphy basically went to the, the supermajority Democratic legislature and said, listen, I will give up my 14-month emergency powers if you will pass a bill granting me certain emergency powers forever <laughs> as a part of the governor's responsibilities it's amazing how drunk with power they get so quickly so this is what we're going to do it's bill a5777 it would revoke some of murphy's executive orders related to the pandemic but it wouldn't wipe away all of the restrictions instead 15 of them 15 of his executive orders would actually become his responsibility now, taking the responsibility away from the lawmakers, and all the Democrats are ready to sign this. Of course they are. Now, one of the things on there that hits me personally, too, he is the moratorium on evictions and the moratorium on utility shutoffs is now going to be extended to January of 2022. So landlords continue to suffer. Are you serious? Yeah. So if you're if you own a two-family house and you and your wife live on the first floor and you rent on the second floor, you haven't received a dime in 15 months now. Right. And you're going to take it up to behind until the January of 2022? Yes, yes. Another eight months, seven months away. So Murphy, it, it's definitely, remember I've been calling him King Phil, King Murphy and oh, everything. Yeah, huh? You know, our legislators are basically suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that, right. But it, for them it works out because at least they don't have to say it's their responsibility anymore. They can blame the governor for yep, everything. That's right. Because they don't have, they're not legislators anymore. Right. I, I don't know what they are. They're just rubber stamp men. And they get their, their checks and they yep, get their bonuses yep. and they get mm -hmm. their donations nations and stuff and right let's not forget their pensions so <laughs> there's only the cdc came out with new guidelines that if you've been uh vaccinated you don't need uh to wear a mask <laughs> indoors and outdoors uh, and when you're driving alone in the car no, no with the with the windows up i i know i know you don't have to comment but here's the deal <sighs> new jersey who for 14 months, Phil Murphy said, we're going to follow the science and follow the CDC guidelines. <laughs> the CDC guidelines issued, and but we're now we're not going to follow the CDC guidelines. I've been waiting for anyone, to, anyone at all to follow science. 
But that's besides. So Gavin Newsom in California said that in a month they're going to abide by the CDC guidelines and open up the state completely. Mm. Murphy says we're going to take it. I need a couple of more weeks for the data to go down, 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 or whatever. So we're the only state. Now, New York, obviously, he opened up because he made $5 million on his book. And he has about eight sexual harassment charges against right. him. So, so, so Cuomo opened. Flack. Yeah, so he opened up to, as a, oh, look, shiny thing over here. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So we're basically, in essence, the last state to open up. And I wonder why. What does he get out of this? What do you mean, what does he get out of it? Well, what does he get out of He's drunk with power. Yeah. Just like he told the legislature, I won't keep going through uh, executive orders and state of emergency if you give me all these additional powers. And the legislators are, great, let's, let's work for us. More stuff we can blame on the governor. So this is, you know, you talk about the pendulum all the time. Yeah. So this is, our the founding fathers, there was a balance of power. Yeah. There was supposed to be three branches right. of government. Like, I'm not a big fan of executive orders, whether no. it's a Republican or a no. Democrat You're running the show. Right, because it's, a, it's an edict, a decree at that point. So, so Murphy, again, the king, snaggletooth, whatever you want to call him, Governor Free Stuff, is still running the show, and he's going to continue to run the show. And the mass mandate is still going on in New Jersey. Uh, I guess hopefully as we get close to the primaries, Murphy's pretty much running uncontested. Now, if he was running contested on the Democratic primaries, he would have opened the state already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but since he's uncontested and the heir apparent is Jack Cittarelli, even though I'm backing Phil Rizzo, Jack Cittarelli is weak, weak, weak. And we're going to go over NRA report cards in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about uh, this. Uh, a lot of people email me, uh, especially uh, my old friend uh, Brett Haberlin. On May 17th, the Supreme Court came out with a decision, Coniglia versus Strom. And this has nothing to do with red flags, even though I posted something uh, similar to that. Dan Schmutter uh, clarified that. But the Supreme Court uh, voted 9-0 to zero that police cannot seize guns without a warrant. 9-0, Sandy. 9-0. Yeah. This, this gives me hope with yes. our Corlett case. Yes, exactly. Okay, our Corlett case is the carry case out of New York uh, rifle and pistol and NRA for you people new to the game here eight states restrict carrying a gun outside your home New Jersey obviously and New York are two of the eight 42 states already allow people to carry in some way shape or form so the Supreme Court granted cert to that case and they will be hearing it this fall and hopefully as early as early next year in the spring probably we will see what their decision is the media is saying it's going to become the wild west because everybody's going to carry a gun the media always leaves out that 42 states allow people to carry guns already right. it only affects eight states <laughs> yeah, right exactly okay but let's talk forget that Correct, but let's talk about this this this, this uh, case, this constitutional case, Caniglia versus Strom. It centers around the police seizing the firearms of a man that his wife reported as suicidal. The incident that led to the issue stated that Edward and Kim Caniglia began to have marital problems. Caniglia grabbed his unloaded handgun and sat at the table and told the wife, "Shoot me now and get it over with." Who hasn't done this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at least once. <laughs> 
Mr. Coniglia then left the house to go for a drive. While he was gone, his wife hid the gun. When he returned, the couple started to fight again. This time, Miss Coniglia left the house and decided to stay at a motel to let things cool down. Miss Coniglia tried to call her husband the following day, but he was not answering the phone. She then contacted two police officers to do a welfare check on her husband with her. She told the police about what her husband did the night before, but stressed that her husband didn't threaten her. He was just expressing how hurt he was because of the fighting. Mr. Coniglia has never been abusive and does not have a criminal record. Police told her to stay in the car, and they found Mr. Coniglia sitting on the back porch. They talked to him, and he assured them that he wasn't suicidal. One of the officers said Mr. Coniglia appeared completely normal, but was upset because the police became involved in the dispute. Mr. Coniglia was hesitant uh, about going to a mental hospital because he believed the officers would seize his guns if he did. But the officers agreed not to take his firearms. They're so nice. (laughs) The officers had him transported to the hospital. Yeah. Once gone, the police did what they promised Mr. Coniglia Coniglia they wouldn't do. They entered his home and searched for guns. The officers seized two handguns, magazines, and ammo without a warrant. They claimed to have used the community caretaking exception. Mm. When Mr. Coniglia returned home, he found out police seized his guns without a warrant and did not leave him with any way to retrieve his firearms. When he tried to get his guns back, the police department refused because they were making up law, right? Right. He claimed they violated his Fourth Amendment rights. They did, okay? Of course, President Joe Biden and his team strongly supported the actions of the police because they want a police state, okay? Right. So... SCOTUS rejected the notion that police can take someone's guns without due process. Could you imagine? (laughs) Anti-gun groups condemned the decision of the court and claimed it makes people less safe. Gun rights groups hailed the decision as a victory for freedom. One gun group, Gun Owners of America, filed an amicus brief in the case on behalf of Mr. Coniglia. The organization celebrated the decision. The case will have a rippling effect across the legal uh, landscape, but... Justice Alito said in his in his group, by the way, John Crump, who writes for Ammo Land, that was pretty much his synopsis there. Yeah. All right. I just want everybody to know that, not think I'm stealing uh, anybody's stuff. So, you know, David Jensen, two-way lawyer extraordinaire out mm-hmm. of New York. Yep. So then Jensen wrote, okay, I had a chance to go over this ruling. It really doesn't address the issue of red flag laws, as Alito's concurrence observes, because Alito wrote in his concurrence that we're going to have to address red flag laws and a violation of Fourth Amendment. So there's about five cases making their way to the Supreme Court regarding red flag laws. So it's coming. They're going to knock down all 50 states, just like they did with this case. But so... uh, Jensen adds, except in the very basic sense that it supports the proposition that there is no special Fourth Amendment exception when the issue is guns. In other words, if there are exigent circumstances present, then a warrant is needed to search for and seize property from the home, regardless of whether or not that property is an object that can be used to harm oneself or others. As much as anything, a big takeaway here is the extent to which the lower courts can be inclined to stretch pro-government exceptions to justify government action. So so he's basically saying the Supreme Court ruling sets a precedent now where the lower courts can't abuse our rights anymore. Right. Which is what we want to happen with the cor- with the Corlett court case. Right. Right. Okay, the district court and the First Circuit really had no basis for stretching community caretaking to cover this. I think the really key facts in this case are that, one, the guy was on his porch, and two, 
He then left the premises. If the facts were just a little different, the cops could have probably claimed exigent circumstances, and it looks like the lower courts would have been happy to have upheld the seizure under that doctrine. So he says this is a win for us. Oh, definitely. Which, 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 <clears throat> I, which I agree yeah. is, is, is a win. And it's funny and, how it took the Fourth Amendment to weigh in on the Second Amendment, to, you know, to, to do something to a- ease the Second Amendment issues. Yeah, and you know the cops, you know, like Knappen says, you know, they'll they'll lie to you. They told him um, all the time. Yeah, that you know we're not going to take your guns away. And the minute they brought him to the hospital, they took his gun away, his guns and his ammo away. And he was right under the Fourth Amendment. And I commend him for taking this case um, that that far. Did you watch Breaking Bad, Sandy? I did. So you're familiar with Long Branch, New Jersey? I am. So last Saturday, police gets a call. Police get a call. Long Branch, New Jersey, a wife. My husband and I are having a fight. He threatened me. They, the police respond to the house. The Long Branch police respond to the house. And the house is owned by a 19-year Long Branch police veteran. Hmm. The wife comes to the door, says he threatened me. He did this. He did that. A domestic disturbance at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. And he was sitting in the living room. And then she turned to the cops and said, by the way, let me show you his science experiment oh, in the no. basement. No <laughs> My man had a meth lab. Holy shit. Okay. Wow. But here's the part that pisses me <clears throat> off more than anything. In addition to the meth lab, police found multiple guns, including two long guns, four handguns, eight high-capacity magazines, and a large quantity of ammunition and Everything was there with the safe open with toddlers in the house. Are you serious? Yeah. So he also got charged with child endangerment, which is a felony because he had guns outside. You, you know, you're is he dealing a current drugs. Cop or is he an ex? He was a current cop, 19 years on the job. Oh my god! He was on. He was a long range cop. Uh, he's, he's. I don't know if he was doing it, but he was cooking it and selling it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there's got to be an excuse for keeping the safe open with toddlers in the house. So, so you have this going on, but, but here you are, the guy, you know, who knows where his duty gun was when he went to sleep right, at night? Right, exactly. You, know, you have young kids in the house, and this is how tragedies happen. It's one thing you and your wife are having a fight, and it's another thing you're a meth head or whatever the case may be. But, man, you, you, can't, put, you can't endanger y- young kids. Right. So it just, that really, really ticks me off, you know. Uh, it does. It, it really does tick me off. It's unbelievable. It's sad. It's just sad. It, 100%. 100%. So it's just, it's just crazy, you know, that, uh, that the guy has guns and ammo. Now, he's going to get charged with everything. Uh, he's on the job, uh, but he was committing a felony, so I don't know how the law is going to work with the high-capacity magazines because an a active police officer can have high-capacity magazines. But right. I would imagine that's probably going to be the least of his problem with the with the meth. Um, I would guess with yeah. the meth charges. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, one hundred percent, but <laughs> just a guess. Uh, Yes. Oh, I wanted to go over. We got uh, from NRA, ILA, the Political Victory uh, Fund, uh, the grades for uh, people running for office. So let's let's talk about the first one um, I want to talk about is for governor, the Republicans. Jack Cittarelli got a B, and his B was based on uh, past voting performance and things he has posted. 
Phil Rizzo, an AQ, and Hirsch Singh, an AQ. Both got an A with a question mark because they have no voting record. They haven't had a political office yet. Right. Okay? So, again, I'm endorsing Phil Rizzo, but whoever wins the primary, even if it's Jack, Flaccid Jack, um, I will have to back him Flaccid up. Because Jack. Flaccid Jack. Because of anybody. Yeah. Flaccid Jack, my range is open 10 years. You ever stop by? You have been invited. Yeah, right. Even Hirsch Singh wanted to come here and shoot and be on the radio pre-COVID. And Phil Rizzo is a member of the range and shoots here, has a carry permit in New Jersey, has a non-resident carry permit, got through me. His wife and his four kids come here and shoot. I know his Second Amendment stands. I know Hirsch Singh's, but obviously the heir apparent, Flaccid Jack, who would know? Because he's worried about his image. So whatever. Uh, now let's, let's talk about State Senate. State Senate, Seth Grossman for Senate District 2 is an AQ. Seth Grossman has been running for a lot of offices for years. He is NRA endorsed with an AQ. Of course, one of my favorite State Senate District 24, Stephen Orojo. Orojo, okay? O-R-O-H-O. Orojo, okay? Uh, set District 24, endorsed by the NRA, endorsed by me. State Assembly, we got some good ones here. District 10, John Catalano and Gregory McGuckin, both A-rated by the NRA. Uh, District 12, Ronald Dancer and Robert Clifton, both A-pluses. State Assembly, Serena uh, in thir- uh, District 13, Serena DeMasso and Jar- Gerard Scharfenberger, both A's. District 21, Jennifer McCarr. Jennifer McCarr, she's running in District 21. I highly endorse her. She's a true two-way fighter, and we need her. District 26, the NRA endorsed the two incumbents, Betty Lou DeCroach, who's been on the radio show, and Jay Weber. District 30, friend of mine, Eric Thompson, A-. minus. Another good friend of ours, everybody listening, District 39, Robert Auth. A rating. Here's the deal. You can find these on nrapvf.org, NRA Polit- Political Victory Fund. These people need uh, some some volunteers. They can use some donations. They can use people to knock on their doors and canvassing, all right? So if anybody out there wants to donate some time or donate some money, go to those endorsements and get behind those people and help them out so that they can get reelected, please. All right, support those who support you. They're few and far between mm-hmm. the two-way fighters that will come out and stand for us in in, uh, in the United States and especially in New Jersey. So I think we should back them up and support those who support you. Everybody got that? Do you got that, Sam? I got that. Oh, you're not paying attention to me. I don't like when you're not paying attention to me. I'm paying very close no, attention to you. No, 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 no. You're not paying attention to me, and I don't like it. So uh, John Petrolino interviewed <laughs> John Petrolino interviewed uh, interviewed Phil Rizzo, uh, and he also interviewed Hirsch Singh. You can go on uh, Bearing Arms or Ammo Land or whatever and find them. Obviously, John is a good guy, and we should all... Uh, uh, check them out and read them before you make a decision. So I just I read this in a funny article. You know, New Jersey can't get uh, people to work, uh, or most states now can't get people to work uh, 
because of all of the uh, additional federal monies that they're yeah, getting, the federal exactly. welfare of $300 extra a week. But, you know, I talk about this all the time. When you go out to eat, don't just tip. You should over-tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you should be nice, and you should realize it's not easy wearing a mask all day, 8, 10 hours a day on your feet, taking care of people and bringing them their food, and they can't understand you when you talk. This is out of my wheelhouse, so I didn't know this. But in New Jersey, the minimum wage for tipped employees – is three dollars and thirteen cent. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Please. So if they've got a bad day, that's what they're making all day. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. In January of twenty one it increased to a whopping four dollars and thirteen cent. <laughs> I, I read it wrong. <clears throat> so when someone takes care of you, you know, non-tipped employees are $15 an hour in a lot of places uh, where, where like fast food restaurants and stuff they're going up to. But tip your servers. Be nice to your servers. Be understanding of your servers. If you're scared, if you're a mask hole and you don't want to go out or whatever, don't go out. You know, I've, I've read these one-star reviews from people where oh, one of the persons so had their mask ridiculous. under their nose or yeah, something. So Come on, Stay ladies home, and gentlemen. R- really? If you're that the, frightened. Seriously, Either the get, business it, is it, struggling. Yes, right. Exactly. If you're so, that frightened, then go ahead and get a vaccine, and you'll be fine. Correct, correct. Well, a lot of these people, they have vaccines, but, you know, we have these mask holes. We have these people that are just crazy, and, you know, uh, well, you have all these people on the left now. They're going to continue to wear their masks, even though they've been vaccinated, because <laughs> it feels secure to them. They need a Well, you know, uh, this was a sort of pacifier for the public, okay? So and it, it has worked very well. You know, there are a group of people who need mommy and daddy to tell them what to do, and they usually vote Democrat. So um, could you imagine if your kid was out there making $4 an hour right now, or your loved one, or someone trying to be the head of the household working in a restaurant at $4 an hour, or or a single dad, and then you're going to give them shit or something. Listen, it sucks. I went to the Capitol Grill last night, and the server, Danielle, she's lovely. She comes over. I couldn't understand her. She's wearing a black mask. It's It's dark in there. I can't read lips. I'm partially deaf. I've been in and out of gun ranges for 40 years. Yeah, me too. Right? She's talking. I'm like, "I'll, I'll have have the eggs yeah it also you, you it know all sounds like, the same it's just like what yeah, yeah so i mean and and you got to take care of them uh, you, you got to take care of these people and again if you don't want to take care of them stay home right i i really i implore you to, right. to to stay home stay home and buy from amazon or or one of the other you know big mega companies that supports your that supports your side and you don't talk be fine Talking about the third tier and what could possibly go wrong. Remember, first tier is the political elites and your Bill Gates and everybody else, Hollywood. Your second tier is the criminals and illegals. And your third tier is the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. So, you know, we all know all of the blue states released tons of prisoners during COVID for their safety, right? Yeah. A New Jersey man released from state prison early to COVID pandemic mm. has just been charged with killing two people during a birthday party. Do we charge the governor with their murder? No, they're exempt from that. There's oh. there's a law where they're exempt mm. from that. Gee, okay? that's convenient. So it? 
Yeah, he was released from state prison November 4th, 2020, under a law written by Phil Murphy to stop the spread of COVID among state inmates. He was serving a five-year term for aggravated assault and a weapons possession charge, and he was locked up in Southwood State Prison since 2018. He had two and a half more years left to his term, but we left him, let him out for our safety and his safety. Mm. You know how you pub, uh, how you protect the public safety uh, of prisoners and pr- protect prisoners' safety during an epidemic? Well, you keep them there. No. Yeah. Well, that, that's 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 racist. old science. That's the old science. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you have kids or you have manchilds living at home, <laughs> I'm going to give you a warning right now. This hit the news this week in New Jersey, okay? Some kids in New Jersey in a town called Cedar Grove, which, by the way, is a very anti-gun town, all right, right down the street. These kids are wreaking havoc in the town. They're hiding, and they're shooting people with BB guns. Oh, great. Okay, they're, they're shooting people in the head, shooting people in the face. They shot a one-year-old kid with a BB gun. Oh, my God. All right? And they haven't found the kids yet. These kids, these parents better pull the rein in and find out what's going on. This ain't 1973 when we were growing up, Sandy. No, it's not. This is 2021. And if your kid is out on the streets with a BB gun that 99% sure looks like a real gun, they're going to get killed. Oh, you bet. Okay. The worst part about it is there's been five reports of cars being hit and somebody's dog was struck with a pellet. That's enough. That's enough. That is enough. That's enough. Okay. I'll never forget. I was at my buddy Mark Papsadero's house. We were about 14 years old. And his crazy uncle Nick Oliveri, who worked part-time as a part-time whatever, whatever. He was in the garbage industry. He came outside with a Crossman 760 pellet gun. And I said, Uncle Nick, does that hurt? He goes, I don't know. Let me see. And he shot me in the leg with it. Oh, Okay, I learned after that. <laughs> Never to ask Never silly questions. Never to ask if it hurts, okay? So Uncle Nick taught me that. But these kids are going to get killed. I'm telling you right now, these kids are going to get killed. If you bet, you parents out there, you bet your parents are whoever you are taking care of these kids. I don't want to see the video of your, you crying when a cop shot your kid for pointing a gun on the street, all right? It's, it's, it was only a BB gun doesn't matter you are going to get shot or killed your kids are going to get shot or killed there's no room for this and how much new time jersey, we have left oh uh, sorry in new jersey there is no such thing as only a bb gun correct no it is a real gun that's right what time five minutes oh my god i can't believe i'm talking so much listen to this we the band is back together sandy yeah yes this uh tuesday in clifton Tuesday, 525, 6.30 till 9.30 p.m. We are back. U.S. Law Shield is back out doing the seminars. Oh, great. If you are a member of U.S. Law Shield, it is free to attend. If you are not a member of U.S. Law Shield, it is a whopping $10. And you can just go to U.S. Law Shield's website and look for events in New Jersey. So this is called New Gun Owner 101 and the Legally Justified Use of Force and Deadly Force. Attorney Michael Garamita, Esquire, walks seminar attendees step-by-step through what deadly force is and how it is viewed in the court of law in New Jersey. 
using real case examples and situations that have occurred both on the street and in the home. He also breaks down New Jersey's infamous duty to retreat law and castle doctrine. Don't end up as another New Jersey victim. Learn how deadly force is viewed by the law. This class will arm you with the knowledge on how to stay alive and stay out of jail. This seminar is being presented by Gun for Hire and Anthony Calandro, NRA board member and executive vice president of the state NRA, will also be speaking. I'm the opening act. And let me tell you, uh, Mike Jarmita is a very sharp attorney. He's a, a really great guy. And a really sharp young attorney. This will be my third or fourth seminar with him. So, this there, in the U.S., there are several situations in which a person is justified in using force or deadly force. Come to this seminar and learn, A, the difference between force and deadly force. B, when a person may use deadly force against another to protect themselves or a third party. C, when displaying a weapon constitutes the use of deadly force. And E, New Jersey's view on deadly force and duty to retreat. So listen, it's at the Masonic Lodge right on Van Houten Ave in Clifton. It's from 6.30 till 9.30. I'm going to get there about 6 o'clock. I'm going to warm the room up. I'm going to be talking. I'll be talking about things that are going on in New Jersey. Obviously, the Supreme Court, NRA, any questions you might have to ask me. And from there, uh, Mike will lead the show after that, and he's going to go through this whole seminar, and he's going to answer all of your questions. Now, all the seminars, because of the COVID restrictions being lifted with Knappen and everybody else, all the seminars are going to be starting up again. When Mount Gunmore is done, we will also <laughs> be we, we will also be hosting seminars at the range. We won't have to go to remote locations anymore. Uh, we still probably will to support the other businesses, but because uh, the Masonic Temple can hold about 200 people sandy it's huge yeah. their, their auditorium is huge this will be my third or fourth time we're setting up dates now with Napin for u.s law shield as well so the band is back together and we're going to be touring because knowledge is power and you you know you got to support those who support you and and continue fighting uh and be aware of what is going on in a state like new jersey you know since the five families are suing New Jersey over the permitting scheme. Nick's is down to two hours now, Sandy. Oh, man. Yeah, we still want it dead, but they're down to two hours. So remember, the raffle is coming up, right? Support those who support you. Firearms Policy Conference, ANJRPC, CNJFO, SAF, and New Jersey Second Amendment Society. Five 2A groups got together. This is spearheaded by FPC, and we're suing the state of New Jersey and Attorney General Gruel to get rid of the unconstitutional, illegal firearms ID card in New Jersey. So we have NICs like 49 other states where you walk in mm -hmm. and you buy a gun and they run a NICs char in 15 seconds and you get approved or disapproved <laughs> right. and you bring your gun home. Not seven days. And it gets rid of the illegal $15 fee. Yep. Every donation you make to one of those five groups gives you one entry into the raffle to win the tip of the spears, seven-foot-long dory, and an autographed copy of Crime Proof during the grand opening of Mount Gunmore next door. So here's some... I'm going to talk about who donated when we come back. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. 
as you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We used marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. Okay, and we're back. Really? Why? <laughs> we have no choice. Why? Why? Why is right? Yeah? What's going on? All right, let's talk about the donations. I had some people donate to uh, the tip of the spear, the five 2A groups. And number one is, today is donation for me, so sending your receipts from all five 2A groups that I contributed to. Um, so it was George Ianu from uh, Firematic in Garfield. Him and his George, son John are platinum George members of the range. Maniac. Yes. So, uh, so there he made five donations. Matt Beeb made more donations, and he wrote, "Thanks for everything. See you soon." <laughs> I purposely didn't get the book shipped, so I had an excuse to come down to the range. I'm looking forward to it. Another donation from Mister, another quarantine crawl company. Kevin Porchster is chef and owner of Village Green Restaurant on Prospect Street in Ridgewood. Great place, by the way, farm to table and everything. Nice. He also uh, made uh, donations as well. So again, we love when people support each other. You know, we want to have everybody get involved and be with us. Uh, together. So, Kevin Portster, please check out Village Green, you know. 
Okay, let me see. What are we going into next? Let's do some advertising here. Marty's V-Burger. All right. All right. Check out Marty's V-Burger. 20% off when you mention Gun for Hire. Check out his chicken sandwich and his original burger. Uh, he's bringing me wings today or something. Uh, Marty's oh, and v- Marty promised me that when I'm back in the studio, he's going to feed me too, but we'll, we'll see. You'll get nothing. I know. Uh, Marty'sVBurger.com. You can also pick it up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Also, NYTAC Defense. NYTAC Defense, if you live anywhere in New York and New York City, if you sign up for NYTAC Defense for $35 a month, they will insure you with legal uh, counsel, Peter Tillum. And if you mention gun for hire, you'll get $3.50 off a month. Don't forget U.S. Law Shield. Use gun for hire and get 10% off, and you can attend those seminars for free. Do not forget my buddy's book, Decoding Firearms with John Petrolino, which is available on Amazon as well as here at the retail store uh, for, uh, at Gun for Hire. Evan Knappen's Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. The Quarantine Crawl, the page is up. There's 315 Pro 2A businesses. Village Green Restaurant in Ridgewood is one of them. So please support those who support you. That's our Chamber of Commerce. My book, Crime Proof, is on a tractor trailer. Mm -hmm. Ten pallets, 14,000 pounds, coming in from Rancho Cucamonga, California, ladies and gentlemen. If you pre-order now, I will sign the book. If you do not pre-order, you're out of luck. Uh, Sandy will talk about his later. Um, Don't forget Mama Yolanda's. If you go on MamaYolanda's.com, there's a discount, and Brad has all kinds of uh, stuff going on there uh, with recipes and everything. So please check it out and support those who support you. In a few short months, the new range will be opening next door. Phase one, which is the first floor, uh, two new ranges, 10 ports and 15 ports members only. Uh, we will have rubber traps in the back so you can shoot steel jackets, steel core, as well as bimetal. We will have pop-up quarantine crawl food every weekend. We will have a large lounge and refreshment area, 220 parking spaces, a huge retail area, members buyers club, and many, many more surprises. Phase two will be happening hopefully in a year with the two more ranges upstairs, cigar lounge, more party rooms and everything. We have full NRA instructor classes going on right now, so please support those who support you. Sandy, do we have the Lipstick Bodyguard? They don't have a visor clip for that, do they? We got they an email from not, a Randolph, no. right? Mm-mm. Nobody has a visor clip, huh? No. Uh we have to so, have our uh, favorite designer design one for them. Yeah. So your 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 lipstick bodyguard, Randolph, you could use it uh, in women's purse, jacket pocket, or whatever. Uh, and then you just have to go with a saber red with a clip to put on your visor, which or, I discuss in the book as well. Band. Yeah. Oh, you can put a rubber band up there too if you want. Or uh, oh, I'm I'm going to stop right there. Uh, I was going to say something yeah, I that I, were, I shouldn't you say. Shouldn't say yep. Yeah. You know how we were talking <laughs> about carjackings and if somebody follows you last week? Yeah. So Dan Grotevic, who's the president of Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners. Good man. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he sent an email to me, and I'm going to read it to him. 
He wrote, Ant, for the last year or so, I've been watching YouTube videos rather than TV, Netflix, etc., particularly with Holly Weird pushing their alternative lifestyle agenda at a far higher percentage rate than these things exist in real life. In any case, some of the videos I've seen are dash cam videos. Recently, I saw someone involved in a road rage incident where someone approached their vehicle at a stoplight and the victim, victim opened the window slightly and deployed pepper spray. I'm sure there are ramifications to that, but if the shit's going down, it's not a bad defense, particularly here in disarmed New Jersey. Dan Grotevic, the uh, president of CNJFO. Dan, it's great, but you have to be careful. A, you don't want to put the window down far enough that some animal could grab the glass and break it. Mm. If you can get your fingers through, instead of punching glass, you can actually break the pull the glass open. I've seen it. So you'd have to open it up a crack. And then you have to worry about the the, the, the mace spraying back the at pullback, you. right. All right, so these are just things to think about. Always try to get yourself in a defensive position uh, so that you could pull away or if you have to run the person over if they try to attack you. Right. I'm just, you know, just, just speaking, saying, yeah. uh, well, life or death situation, right. hypothetically. So I don't know if anybody has seen this video. It aired on the New York Post. An 11-year-old girl in Florida was waiting for the bus at the bus stop. She was kneeling in the grass and she was playing with some stuff called blue slime. Have you seen that stuff, Sandy? Yeah, I have. I yeah, it's, why, it's, uh, it's just weird. It's weird yeah. stuff. So there would happen to be a surveillance camera at a local business. She is kneeling down in the grass and she's playing with this blue slime and a white car pulls up, an SUV, and stops and a guy gets out and with a knife and tries to pick her up and put her into the SUV. Oh, yeah. She fights him off like her life depended on it. You know why? It because did. her life depended on it. Right. She ran. She fought him off. He actually grabbed her by the tr throat and tried to grab her. And she kicked and screamed. And she ran. The only thing that, that was weird to me was she she stopped and picked up her bag. And she picked up her book bag. And again, what what is that? That's like normalcy bias, right? right? Yeah. So she right. wasn't thinking about her life at that time. She was worried about her life. But she was also worried about her possessions. Right. And your possessions are not that important when you're trying to say your life so she got to safety this scum left the scene he went and spray painted the two bumpers of his car from silver to black hoping he wouldn't be identified <laughs> yeah, but they had it. his license plate on the <laughs> surveillance video of course he was a sex offender of course all right well what happened was she this little girl 11 years old she watches all these csi shows with 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 her mom yeah and she actually wiped the guy with the blue slime. And she told the cops she wiped the blue slime off on his shirt when she was fighting to get away. And sure as shit, when the deputies arrested him, he said it wasn't him and he had the blue slime on his shirt. Oh, that's great. I mean, that is, and she said that. You know, That's so great. this is a, a learning thing. It's very scary, but it's a learning video. You can go on NY Post. It was Florida sex offender tries to abduct 11 year old girl at a bus stop. Okay, and if you can look at the video, how she fought him off. He tried to pick her up by the throat and carry her, oh and God. she still continued to kick and push and scratch or whatever. It is textbook for how we should survive. Mm -hmm. That old thing, you know, do what I say and come with me and you won't get hurt. Yeah. That's what we all know. That's a bunch of BS. Right. Okay, so that's my, my learning for everybody. I want everybody to uh to look at that video and learn from that we all should learn from something like that okay 
Uh, all right, I wanted to cover, I got a lot of emails and letters here. Okay, number one is from a bill. Thank you for all you do. I love the show and your range. Everything you do in typical New Jersey is top-notch. I am writing you because I want you to know that Mawa Township came in just under the wire at 29 days for my pistol permits. I put the application in 419. My reference came back 420, and my second reference 422. Today, 518, the state granted me permission to exercise my privilege, to exercise <laughs> your right, Bill. P.S. is boot size 11, and his favorite sandwich is Taylor egg and cheese with hot sauce on an onion bagel. That's a powerful sandwich. It sure is. I would. I told him I would have went with poppy seed, but, pow, but that's that's pretty good. Onion is good. You just can't talk to anybody for a few hours after the onion bagel, right? Who wants to? You know what, Sandy? You're absolutely right. So the next thing is this is from Jeff W. Hi, Anthony. You mentioned in your show that you would like to know about how the process is working in various towns. I've had a paper FID for 12 years, and I applied for three handgun permits on 427. I received notice that my permits were approved today, 518, only three weeks later. And that they are valid until eight fifteen. They get that's that's just great. They will also be automatically extended ninety days unless my police department deactivates them. Of note is that I found the wording in the email to be a little confusing regarding the new electronic FID card. It states the electronic firearms ID card is available from download eFID link below. Please note that the physical firearms ID cards are no longer issued, and the electronic firearms ID card is available for download and print for one year only. You will be required to present electronic firearms purchase ID card along with second form of government ID at the time of the firearms transfer. So he wrote, does this mean that they will no longer allow gun shops to accept the paper FID sometime in the future? That number one, yes, we're going to go full electronic. Uh, they're going to get rid of the paper card altogether. You'll still be able to print a paper card if you want one to hold one. Uh, and the reason why it's only, he asked, why is it only valid for one year? Are you going to have to reapply? Well, the, right now they can't do that. The law is your FID card is good forever. Murphy, Sweeney, and other Democrats are trying to pass a law where we have to renew every five years. Right now it's good forever. The reason they want it, you to go on and get a new one every year, which will be free, just updating electronically, is in case they pull it from you. Yeah. If something happens, okay, where you get in trouble or whatever or something changes. So he wrote, thank you for all you do for our firearms community. It's really appreciated by most of us in the 2A community. Don't let the few haters get you down. I like the haters. Thank you, Jeff W. <laughs> I do. I like the haters. Listen, we have to fight together. Uh, I, I do what I can in the state of New Jersey. I'm in a, a distinct position where I own a gun range and I'm also a two-way advocate. And uh, what happens is uh, I can come out and be a lot of voices for people. I get I get attacked all the time. I'm a big bag of wind. I'm this. I'm that. What, whatever. <laughs> you know. You know. These are the people that are sitting home with Cheeto stains yep. on, on their hands. You know. Somebody sent me an email where I was being attacked on on Reddit. You know, where I'm a two-way phony. A uh, phony? I'm a two-way phony. Yeah, I can't even tell you the amount of times this happens. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So uh, yeah, so, somebody. <laughs> so it's just it's just interesting for for people that uh, you know trying to keep people out of trouble with gun transfers and stuff we get stuff in that's suspect and i'm like you know if you if you're gonna 
if you're going to take that and you're going to ship it here, you know, we have to put it in our assault rifle log under state police guidelines. Well, can't you do me a favor and not do that? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's only a jail sentence. <laughs> Can you list it as this? Uh, no, because... No. <laughs> Because the, 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 the manufacturer listed it as this, this, and the right. bill of lading says it, and I, there's a paper trail. And right. see, when you have a paper trail, you can't that. break the law. <laughs> right. You, 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 you can't break the law when you have a paper trail. So, <laughs> And once every so often, very often, we get a little visit from the people from the ATF. And the state police, <laughs> the which state the state police. police are actually worse. Oh, than the, yeah. Than, yeah, right. they're, they're, ATF, actu they're actually yeah. worse. Yeah. So, uh, you know, mm, yeah, so this is a no. situation <laughs> that I have to deal with all the time. You and know if, what I and mean? And then if you don't, you're a two-way phony? Is that what happens? Or? I'm a two-way phony. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I'm a fat-ass two-way phony, too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I would like to have the, the, these armchair commandos and stuff. I would love to tell them that they, if they could, they couldn't do one percent of what no. I do. I've where, done over where the were past they thirty Florio? years. Oh, and wait, the, not around. And the shit that I've had to deal right. with. Yep. Uh, you know. Anyway, whatever. Listen, we got to stand together. Uh, I'm fortunate. I'm in a position at 60 years old that I own a gun range and we're doing an expansion. We literally have tens and thousands of members and supporters that come here. And now we're going to be able to, you know, what we're going to be able to do here, Sandy, with these four ranges. We're going to be able to have Glock shooting sports foundation matches. Yeah, we're going right, to be able to have right. uh, revolver leagues, 2700s, yep. you know, all, all kinds of stuff that we've never done before. And then when we finish the two ranges upstairs, we could entertain, you know, USPSA and IDPA and all that other stuff so you know it's it's a wonderful thing yep absolutely and uh i so i'm okay i'm okay with uh you know with the situation the way it is people can attack me all i want all they want but it doesn't really matter to me i'm going to continue to do what we have to do yeah when they uh, uh when they continue to attack you you can let them have a voice when they open their largest range in the country yeah, in New Jersey, though. They have to do it in New York or New Jersey. Yeah, right. Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> Good I, luck with that. Yeah, yeah my <laughs> skeleton's uh, coming up. I love it, yeah, especially when your so-called competitors use your name in a Google search. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm, defi I'm, definitely, I'm definitely the loser. You're, you're using my name in search. You're just a second-rate second guy. Uh, I sent uh, uh, some preliminary copies of my book out to a few people that are going to uh, review it, by the way. They asked for copies to review it, so that, sh that should be really interesting. And uh, for you listeners out there, the Kindle version will be available in about three months, and the Audible version. Sandy, when do you think the audio version of me narrating will be available, well, if you had to guess? I'd have to guess in about probably six months. In about six months. So we're shooting for before the holidays yep. to have the audible uh, version of the book as well. So please check out Crime Proof, crimeproofbook.com. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. I can't wait until uh, the books are here in a week or two. Uh, again, when you print them yourself and you publish everything yourself, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. You know, yes, and uh, I'm just glad that we got to do it and we got this far, you know, and uh, but it's uh, it's been interesting. It's been a long uh, it's been a long road and I'm uh, 
I'm just happy for all the support over over the years, over and over again. And uh, out there, don't forget, Sandy. What was the what was your uh, charity? I want you to talk about that without being rushed this time, please. We are raising money for veterans, uh, for care of homebound veterans. It is GoFundMe.com, and it is VHS of Ocean County. And what's going on with that? Well, every single penny you donate is going to care for a homebound veteran or for a veteran family struggling with memory challenges. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything will help. And I want to reach out with a bunch of thank yous to Rich Ford. Ah, uh, uh, he's a good man. Good man. Powell P., uh, Mark Sanchez, again. Steve K., uh, George Y., again. Armin, again. <laughs> thank you all. And Dominic uh, for Tizzy, he, he wrote something I thought was really great. Uh, he said it was promised by the vet, uh, Vietnam veterans, never again will one generation of veterans abandon another. And this generation that we have has to keep both alive in both directions, that same thought. And that's hopefully what we're doing right here. We're, we're you know, we're caring for veterans of not, and these aren't just old veterans. These are some very young disabled veterans um, who were uh, combat wounded as well as older veterans. And um, these people are homebound and many of them, you know, they've, many of them have outlived or out outlived their usefulness with a lot of their friends and their family lives far away and they really don't have anyone. And the only time they can get out of the home or, or see another face is when that visiting nurse shows up and and, uh, and helps them and it is just you got to see the look on their faces when uh, you know when they know that they're getting you know assistance with their care it's great uh, and thank you all for doing your part that's uh, really great I mean everybody out there please uh, support those who support you he's always mentioning the same names how about a few other names yeah. all right yeah, you're gonna make the donations to the five organizations now you got a sixth one okay right. all, all you got to do is donate to the sixth one and, and <laughs> you, you know another 10 bucks or 20 bucks you know right. but I would really really you know like to see everybody donate out there um, anything else I want to talk about right now, Sandy, I wanted to talk about, um, I'm excited for the Supreme Court, the Corlett case. I'm excited mm -hmm. for the Young case uh, coming out of Hawaii. Uh, and also, don't forget, in New Jersey, we have our 10-round magazine ban case that we're trying to get to the Supreme Court. Right. New Jersey, we also have Evan Knappen has a carry case uh, before the U.S. Supreme Court to see if they're going to grant cert. Uh, which we're going to be finding out about that. And our concealed carry case in New Jersey, uh, Grubel Gruel, the attorney general, is asked the Supreme Court to hold that case pending the outcome of the Corlett case because he's scared again. <laughs> okay, because, the, be. because, because they're all scared again. Yeah, so. Right. You know, so these are these are the things that we need to keep our eyes on. The ten round mag case out of California, the carry case out of Hawaii, the ten round mag case out of New Jersey. These are all the cases that we are fighting uh, together, and we have to have unity and solidarity. We really can't give up hope at this point. I know they had the first meeting already, the uh, Biden's people with the commission to stack the Supreme Court. Yeah, which you know, but even like the ACLU. And some other judicial organizations are not really into that. 
doing that because they know, like we said, when the pendulum swings, <laughs> when you get a exactly Republican right. in charge, we're going right. to restack the court. Before you know it, we'll have 200 Supreme Court justices. Right. We ought to go back to what it was. What they should do is they should create some more circuit courts. But again, because of redistricting and gerrymandering yeah, right, exactly, and stuff, yeah. that's all political too. Sure. Right. We we just we just can't get away from it. It's one thing after another. Everything is damn politicized. And the the left, they're like locusts everywhere they go. They're like a forest fire. They burn everything in their path. You see it with all the states they're moving into. I mean, damn, Texas, who thought Texas would be purple? Right. Right. Florida's it's gonna purple. Be, gonna be blue. And uh, yeah. Florida's Montana's be blue. purple. Montana. Colorado. Purple. Yeah. You know, going blue at a rapid at a rapid pace. Sure, because there, somebody hit a flush valve and washed them all out of New York, New Jersey, California. A flush valve, <laughs> and they all washed up on the shores. <laughs> and, and you know, I, there's so many people buying guns. In another two weeks, we're going to find out what the May Knicks checks are. Remember, a, April was 3.6 million new Knicks checks. Would you bet not it's new a higher, gun owners? It would be a new record. Would you? Bet? It's going to be. I think it's going to be. I don't think it has cooled down. No, I don't think so. Ammo is still impossible to find. Yep. And we're paying a super premium for it still. It's come down slightly in availability, but, yeah, but not, not price. Much. Yeah, definitely no. not price. Yeah, right. and, and, and availability is still tight. Correct. And gun manufacturers are basically just treading water and keeping up with production. <laughs> right. So, you know, you don't see, once you start to see a surplus of guns and ammo in a gun store, then we're going to come down. But all of these people, you know, we have these two-way organizations. You have FPC, you have SAF, you have GOA, you have the NRA. If all of these people took, you know, $25 each and And donated to those organizations, too, it would also help us because, you know, you want to enjoy the right, but you're going to need some people to help you fight for it. And of course, we can critique, you know, Anthony is no good, Anthony's good, NRA's good, it's no good, SAF is good, it's no Every organization has its strengths and weaknesses, and there's room for criticism, but without those organizations, you're not going to have a gun. And it all fills in the gaps. And layer after layer after layer. We talk about that. It's the same as the layers of protection when you have in your home. You have to have layer after layer after layer. It's the same thing when you're talking about your rights, especially when you're under fire. And now is a perfect time for our audience to reach out and to catch new gun owners and let them know that these organizations are, you know, it's worth a box of ammo. So just go ahead and join these organizations if they want to keep their rights, especially our liberal gun owner friends. It's very important for you to reach out and, 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 and touch those people who you have an affinity with and let them know our gun rights are under, are under attack. And welcome to the club. Yes, all 100%. You know what I mean? So support those organizations and we all need to work together okay uh, everybody needs to work together we got to stop attacking each other and the, the left knows this yeah. you know that's one thing the left is very smart at they do not attack themselves they don't they don't feed on themselves and and, and they're not and they don't have to wait for the perfect legislation for them to uh, for them to support it uh, on, for some reason on the right, if it's not perfect, if it's not exactly what it should be, we don't support it or it's a bad deal. We eat our own. Yes. That's why I get attacked all the time. Absolutely. We eat our own. 
God forbid I make a wrong turn a half a second or something. Oh, he's no good. Listen, support those who support you. Donate to the five organizations. Donate to VHS of Ocean County per Sandy's directive, please. The new range will be opening up in a few weeks. My book will be out in a few weeks. If you have a place you want me to come and do a book signing and donate a proceeds, part of the proceeds to your organization or a charity or whatever, send me an email, Anthony at Gun for Hire. Once the books are here, we'll set it up. I will be doing book signings at the range, but I will also come to you if it's for a good organization and a good cause. I'm out. Thank you all for your support. And it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counter media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Remember, guys, each one, reach one. Get out there and talk to new gun owners and get them to join the five families. We love you guys. See you next week. To go shine